It's day two of nine days of Pascha or Passover devotionals. By the time we're done with this conversation, we'll land perfectly on Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. Both are hugely important on the Christian calendar and for our spiritual journey, I guess. On Good Friday, we'll share communion together, break bread together at all our churches. And if you can't be at a church, get hold of us and we'll send you communion. You can share it with us while you're watching the service with some friends and family online. On Resurrection Sunday, we're also going to host water baptism. So if you've never been baptized and would like to go through the waters of baptism or got baptized, you know, in junior school and it didn't really make sense to you, but it does now and it's meaningful and and, and personal now, you should consider it. Well, I wanted to take you through our document on uh, daily devotional for Passover and take you to page 60 and page 54 if you've downloaded it. There's a link at the bottom at the chat section. And today I want to talk to you about two attitudes to cultivate in our hearts as we head towards the celebration of Passover or the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the first is found in uh, Psalm 126. If you're in the document later today, you'll find it on page 54. It says this, Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us indeed, and we are filled with joy. It would seem a little strange that joy would be an attitude of Passover. I mean, it is the great sacrifice of the Christian journey. And that is the sacrifice of Jesus, of himself on a cross for us. So one wonders where joy comes in. But we should never forget that Passover is also the debt-clearing, debt-payment moment on the calendar of our journey. It was intended to settle matters, to make sure we didn't carry things over from one season to the next. We discussed that a little yesterday. And so that should provoke or invoke in us a joy, an expectation that although there is this moment of pain and suffering, that indeed the curtain will uh, eventually be torn open just days away and we will be free. And I think that there is something to be said about reintroducing joy into our worlds after a often joyless couple of years. And perhaps joy back into the church. Maybe we need to settle our conspiracies and leave behind our disappointments and navigate our debts to one another and our burdens before one another. Remember that scripture in the New Testament before you offer your gift to the Lord and you know you have something wrong uh, with somebody, go make right with your brother, then come offer your gift. If Christ is the gift, do you see where this is going? Then there is this making of right under the cross around the Passover meal. In fact, uh, even in Scripture, Corinthians, in the giving of communion, the Bible suggests we not take communion. We've got something going on that needs to be resolved. We need to first resolve it and then share communion together. There is a joy in the cancelling of things. And maybe when we pray in a moment, you need to cancel some stuff in your heart and you need to settle some things and you need to allow yourself, give yourself permission to be joyful again, to have relationships again, to be free within those relationships And there is a debt payment moment, and it is not only the eternal debt. It's all the complexities of of the entanglements, uh, as the scriptures say, or the minutiae of life. And then the second uh, 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 idea I'd I'd like to share with you um, is on page 60, uh, today's devotional on the PDF download. And it's from Ruth chapter 1. 
verse 15, it says this, Naomi says to Ruth, look, your sister-in-law has returned to her people. Both of them lost their husbands. Their husbands were the spiritual leaders and they were now a little lost. Uh, Naomi said, look, your sister-in-law has returned to her people and has gone back to her gods. Uh, go after your sister-in-law. Why don't you do that? Uh, but Ruth said, don't urge me to abandon you or to turn your, my back on you or your God. Uh, where you go, I go. Where you stay, I stay. Your people are my people and your God is my God. Now that phrase, one thing sort of Ruth came up with it, uh, and, and, but Ruth certainly made it famous. But it is a common phrase. It's a phrase of covenant, common within the Bible times, right? It's a phrase of covenant. And one of the things we should consider in our Passover journey is this idea that we have a covenant relationship with God and with one another. Do you see how those two devotional pages kind of connect really well? This idea that we have a covenant with God and we have a covenant within the family of God's people and we don't turn our back on either. I think there's something so powerful in that. The promise of dedication. The payment of debt and the promise of dedication. These are two incredibly fundamental ideas that take us along towards the cross. And it's really important because even when one of the disciples failed in their dedication, remember the guy who denied Christ three times and had uh, the, the, the crowing of a rooster to prove it? Uh, Peter, well, uh, he represents us all in some way, doesn't he? And yet uh, Christ brings him back after his resurrection. And that's what Passover does. It brings us back after the resurrection. And we're reminded all over again of the significance and the power of that idea. And, and so I wanted to remind you this morning of those two important ideas, that, that Passover is a debt-canceling moment, both eternal but also personal, interpersonal. We've got to get joyful again. And joy has been hard to find, so it's time to bring joy Bring joy back. And then the second idea of dedication, this concept that uh, we have made a promise and as best as we're humanly able to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we're to fulfill it. Our yes will be our yes and our no will be our no. And that, that that covenant is with God, but also with God's people. And Ruth's promise to Naomi, I'm not turning my back on you and I'm not turning back my back on our people and I'm not turning my back on my God. And that in the context of having suffered loss, she's lost her husband. Still, she didn't lose her faith. And there's something really to, to be learnt from that, isn't there? And so in this moment when we think about taking a couple of minutes to pray, maybe we need to cancel a few debts uh, in our hearts and maybe we need to navigate a few things in our spirits. And between those two things, let's ask God for joy and let's, let's ask God for authority. Okay, let's take a moment to pray, everybody. And I look forward to seeing you each day. I'm doing all nine, down two, seven to go, all the way to Good Friday when we have that great celebration uh, together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the power of the cross, death, burial, and resurrection. And today we thank you for its significance. We pray that you will bring joy back by reminding us that debts are cancelled. Take us to good relationships with one another so that we can have communion freely amongst one another. We pray, Lord, also that you will remind us of our covenant, the promise made, never turning our backs, but facing you always and walking together.
We ask you, Lord, that you will awaken both of these in our hearts, the joy and the, uh, of the, and the freedom of debt paid and the, and the excitement and stability of a dedication made. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.